Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What we do know is these are young men with guns and violence. We're going to find out perhaps a little bit more about this. Zavash Zahuri is joining us. He's the co-founder of Boys and Guns, Masculinity in a Culture of Violence, and he's joining us now live. Thank you for being here. Hey, Arlene. Thanks for having me, and I'm, I'm glad that we can talk about such an important and uh, sad and scary issue. It is, and it brings all yeah. these stories together. The one, the manhunt here in Canada that I know has been covered in the United States, mm-hmm. and yeah. all the things that we have been watching. First of all, to put things in context for you, you know of what you speak. You Absolutely. were almost a victim of a shooting in 2014. Yeah, when I was a student back at UC Santa Barbara, um, I was out riding my bicycle and almost was a victim of uh, the mass shooting that happened in Isla Vista. Um, it's just so terrorizing and scary, but also um, an important start to a conversation. So in response to that, I uh, connected with one of my professors, Dr. Victor Rios, and we started to explore the stories of uh, young men and, and men who, who do these suicide by mass shootings and suicide by killing sprees um, to understand why these things happen and what we can do about them. What do you know? You know, um, video games, oh, yeah. video games, online, 8chan, 4chan, white yeah. nationalism, Absolutely. all those things come out. Have you put together any kind of a pattern? Oh, for sure, for sure. And you bring up a lot of important parts of the media that have to do with this. You know, a lot of the conversations that come up when we think about mass shootings, dependent on who does it, um, mm-hmm. we all hear conversations about mental health and gun control. Um, and when you really look at that, if it was truly just a mental health issue, then 50% of mass shootings would also happen by women. But the reality is that most of these are being done by men. Um, so there's a big piece that we have to look at that, that considers the way that our masculinity interacts with violence. Um, and what we've noticed with a lot of these men who are doing these things is that their narrative of, is of that where they were social outcasts, they were put down, and they also didn't really reach the goals that, that society and the media puts out for men, which is, you know, dating a lot of women, making a lot of money, uh, showing physical dominance. So in turn, uh, that results in um, the response of violence. They want to show people how manly they are. But why do um, they make that decision? Because as you say that, you know, yeah. I can think of girls. They're they're supposed to be pretty. They're supposed to be smart. They're supposed to be nurturing. Absolutely. They're supposed to be all those things. And yeah. you said it. They don't go out with guns and shoot people. So mm. is this a, are you saying it is a gender, a relationship with violence? Yeah, absolutely. And it starts when we're little kids. Um, men, as opposed to women, are taught to uh, to display their, like, emotions through anger and frustration uh, because men are, are told messages when they're kids like it's not okay to cry or just man up. Um, 
So therefore, a lot of them bottle it up, and then it comes out as anger and aggression. That's why, actually, recently the American Psychological Association uh, added to the DSM-5 that to diagnose young boys mm-hmm. of depression, one of the symptoms is anger and irritability. Yeah, but that may be for girls, too, or quietness or whatever. You know, what you're saying, I understand that, and it's been there forever, that, you know, when I was growing up, there was all these questions, oh, maybe, you know, boys shouldn't play with guns and girls shouldn't always play with dolls. But how do you factor in to what happens around us and how that is interpreted? Are you saying that this is just in the media? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's in the media. It's um, It shows up in so many places. It also shows up in a lot of the ways that we we interact with each other. Um, I think, like, it's it's rough. We live in uh, a culture that is also inherently violent. Um, and it, you're right. It is sad that, that men partake in this a lot more than women. Um, and I think for each of us, it's different. And what's important for all these listeners is to consider, like, what does this look like for you? Mm-hmm. You know, we've also been hearing uh, that there are many who say there's a war on men right now. You know, they don't know what to do. Mind yeah. you, I have to say, I, I heard that 20 years ago, and now there's an, a modern there's a modern word on men because you know sexual harassment allegations. You can't yeah. say anything more. We all know the the genre. Do you do you think there's any truth to that? You know. Absolutely not. Um, but I can understand where it comes from. And I actually think it's a really sad response because um, while a lot of this comes to the consequence of people living in the lives of men, um, it shows up as suffering through like, like receiving the violence as well as like the mental health ways of coping of this violence being around us, like how scary and terrorizing these acts of violence can be. It's also so painful for the men who are going through this. And I think what the, what the conversation or the response should change from it's a war against men to it's really a movement to help everybody in our societies. This is for men also to live fuller lives with less violence so that we can maybe have more vulnerable conversations instead of turning into things that really tear families apart or, or hurt other people in our lives. So, so I'd actually urge a lot of men to like reflect on this and think, um, to think about this in a way that is less attacking to them and more compassionate, um, and and it could benefit everybody. You know, a lot of the stuff you're saying it's not happening on 4chan and 8chan. <laughs> mm. It's yeah. not happening, and there is um, an allure to that. I mean, you can't deny that uh, you know boys on the internet are going to go to a certain place. You're mm. talking about something else. How do you get them there? What do you think the solution to this is? Is this, you know, cultures being blamed? Can you make changes in family or uh, political changes? I don't know, because one of the things that we both agree on, this has been happening for a heck of a long time. Absolutely. It's been happening for too long. And, you know, I will give some advice. I'll give some insight on what we can all do as a community. But before I say that, I just want to be clear that whatever advice I give, I don't mean to say Mm -hmm. that it's anybody's fault, for example, Mm-hmm. We do all play a role, and we all have power in changing these, but we also swim in these waters and perpetuate that because of that. So it's to say that we also, each of us, suffer from some of these consequences to ourselves, and, and it's not necessarily our fault for creating this. 
But I think there's a big opportunity for parents to raise their young men to be, um, to like talk about their emotions, to uh, like, to really like foster that sense of like joy and um, really be a part of like engaging in, in the fun of being a child. I think all of us are familiar with how excited our fathers were when we were, when we were young boys. And we all know that the shift that happened um, where maybe like we played with our fathers less or some sort of like block came in that relationship. And, and I'd urge for parents to maybe support the emotional intelligence and development of young boys. And I'd also offer for, anybody um, to really just engage in your friendships meaningfully, um, listen to the people around you. And if you notice anything, instead of like judging or um, maybe like, uh, you know, confronting it, you know, aggressively or something like really like listen, listen and be there for your friends. One thing that Marilyn Manson said, I'm, you know, in the United States, Marilyn Manson um, was, yeah. was blamed for, I think about 25 of the mass shootings that were happening in schools and, they went to him and they asked him, um, what would you say to these young men if you had the opportunity to say something to them? And he thought to himself and responded, and he said, I wouldn't say a single word to them. Instead, I would listen because that's what nobody did. Um, and that's what I Maybe, want to make. Maybe, yeah. It's, 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 it's not anybody's fault. Well, it's listen, very complicated. Opportunity. It's very complicated. It's very, very complicated. That's I one know. thing yeah. we are learning. Zyvash Zahuri, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Thanks kindly. Yeah, thank you. All right. Uh, Zyvash Zahuri is co-founder of Boys and Guns, Masculinity in a Culture of Violence.